raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. All around the world. All right. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the hotline. Very talented writer. You can see his work at OutKick, OutKick OutKick.com. One of the great follows on Twitter. X as well. Bobby Burak joins us. Bobby, happy new year. How are you? Hey, guys. Appreciate it. It's been a while. How are you? Man, we're doing well, doing real good here in Indy. You've got an interesting article out at OutKick. And I started thinking about this, and maybe there's a little something to what's happening in our country. It's about woke culture and how last year, 2023, for the first time, people fought back against woke culture, and you started to see a little bit of a decline. Tell me about your article. Yeah, so it was around mid-December that I sat back and said, what was the theme of 2023? And what it came to me, obviously, was the pendulum. The pendulum swung. Um, at the start of, at the end of every year, rather, the cultural elites can go to bed in their penthouses and know that they have more power over the working class, the average American, than they did the year prior. I always say their goal is to obtain more power and prevent you from achieving that. How do they do that? They convince you you're powerless, that they set the trend, and you just have to go along. But in 2023, the average American proved that is not true at all. Who were the biggest losers last year? In some order, Bud Light, Disney, Harvard, Pfizer, Moderna, Black Lives Matter. That was the working class telling the people above them, we're not going to keep buying your products. We're not going to keep donating. We're not going to go keep going to see these movies. We are going to boycott and protest the messaging you guys are putting out there. And the ultimate takeaway is the working man still controls this country. You empower the people above you, meaning the only way that those people stay in charge is if you keep voting for them, keep buying what they're selling, and supporting their causes. Andrew Breitbart once said, politics is downstream from culture. 2023 was a win in American culture. I think that sends a signal of what's to come politically in 2024 with the upcoming election. Go back to uh, Pfizer and Moderna. They, I mean, losing their ass in stock yeah. price. What exactly does that mean? How do, what do you read into that? Well, I, mean, I think it means we saw Pfizer is already adjusting their expectations yes. this year because yep. they don't believe they can meet Wall Street's projections. That means that fewer people are receiving the vaccines that are promoting. You look at their stock charts, they resemble companies that have lost the trust of the average American consumer. That's exactly what they did. Pfizer and Moderna benefited from this top-down lie that the vaccine was going to protect you from COVID and protect you from spreading COVID or hospitalization or death. None of that was true. It was all a lie. And people realized that and they stopped getting the vaccines. Um, and it's really encouraging because I fully expect CNN and the New York Times to 
pump up some new wave and say, go get your vaccine. I don't think enough people will do it to satisfy Pfizer and Moderna. And go back to Bud Light for a second. I think that really was a watershed moment for a lot of people because I feel like so many companies and CEOs, they didn't feel like the blue collar conservative movement had that in them to affect their sales that much. And it goes for Target as well. Throw them in the same category. Yeah, and what does that prove? That Bud Light answers to the Bud Light consumer, not vice versa. Um, Bud Light is the one begging for forgiveness by paying Dana White in the UFC $100 million just to hopefully make amends with the blue-collar Red America. Um, So that was probably the most notable case. Um, But it goes back to a thesis that I had penned around June in that the silent majority or the silent minority or I'm sorry silent majority still controls the result the vocal minority controls the message and so we're led to believe that we don't have any power that we have to go along with this stuff that we're the bad guys that we're in the wrong if we don't agree with gender and race ideology but the past 12 months prove no we're actually still in power we've just for so long allowed companies like Disney and Bud Light and Target to espouse messaging that runs afoul of what we believe because we just went along to go along. But once you push back, once you hurt the bottom lines of those corporations, they eventually come around. I think that it's a major positive going into the new year, knowing that we don't have to put up with any of this stuff. And the next dominoes to fall, and they're already starting to fall, are DEI and ESG. I expect it to be a rough year for those two ideas. Bobby Burak is our guest. He's a writer at OutKick. You can see his work at OutKick.com. You brought up Harvard a little bit earlier in our conversation, and it's wild to see how this is playing out so you've got a woman who has been busted multiple times over 50 times stealing other people's work plagiarizing and oh by the way at the same time she's just out of her mind allowing a lot of these anti-semitic things happening on her campus she's basically forced to resign and people are making this into a racial thing bobby right and they leave out that liz mcgill the president of that she also sat up there with Claudine Gay and refused to definitively say that calls for the genocide of Jews is a violation of camp, campus harassment policy. So she was essentially booted and forced to resign days later. But Claudine Gay lasts another full month. But it's only racist that the one who also plagiarized academic works had to resign. It's such a stupid, predictable argument, but this goes back to the pendulum and that the reason you see Al Sharpton, Mark Lamont Hill, Jamel Hill, and Joy Reid screeching so loudly about Claudine Gay is because they expected the race card to protect her. For Since 2020, the race card has allowed a lot of public figures to skirt responsibility, but Harvard forcing her to resign shows the threat of being called a racist is starting to wear thin. And if that race card starts to lose power, I don't know how Joy Reid and Al Sharpton and Benjamin Crump are going to survive. They probably wouldn't. 
But at the same time, though, Bobby, if those big donors stop making those checks to Harvard, because there were some threats that they weren't going to scratch those checks anymore, I think she would have been just fine. Well, yeah, so this is, that is the piece I wrote before she resigned. My, I wrote a prediction piece, and my first prediction was that Claudine Gay would be forced to resign, not because Harvard wants her out, but because billionaire donors froze their donations and cited Claudine Gay as the reason why. So what this comes down to is the race card does not trump the bottom line. The bottom line is still what these institutions will side with over. So companies are willing to be called racist if it makes them more money. And in this case, it did, because eventually Claudine Gay was a conflict and liability to the funding of Harvard University. That's what this comes down to. Harvard didn't care about her plagiarizing content. They had the first 40 allegations and called it what? inadequate citation they did <laughs> right. nothing when when the anti-semitic protest happened she she pretty much supported them they had no comment harvard didn't do anything until they realized hey these billionaire donors are forcing our hands it just seems like claudine gay was the classic dei hire to begin with i mean she really didn't have the resume and she uh <clears throat> didn't have many published papers we come to find out that she has dozens of dozens of uh, allegations of plagiarism in her past and it's funny to watch a guy like mark cuban for instance argue with elon musk elon yeah. musk have you seen this back and forth about um, about dei and and how mark cuban still says dei is a good thing i have and what it reminded me of is white executives want to use diversity as a way to shield themselves, right? It's the best way to avoid ever being canceled if you can say, wait a minute, look at all the non-white people I promote. Look at all the white people I laid off and didn't replace. So it doesn't surprise me that Mark Cuban is an advocate of DEI because it allows him to increase his status by saying that he's an enabler of diversity. But I don't trust anything he says, because this is a guy who railed against human rights in America, then turned around and defended the NBA doing business with China, where Secretary of State at the time, Mike Pompeo, clarified that they are committing genocide against Muslim Uyghurs. So he hates human rights in America, but has no problem with the human rights violations in China. So I don't think we should really take anything he says all that seriously. Where can we find all of your writings and your work, Bobby? Yeah, I'm on X. Uh, you can find me on there, outkick.com. I'm not on the other social media services. Um, you know, I would join Instagram, but it sounds like you have to be like a bikini model to really blow up Instagram. <laughs> so I think uh, it's kind of rigged against people like me, honestly. I don't think so. I think a Bobby Burak calendar would sell a lot of copies. I'm telling you, the men of OutKick calendar, you know, you and Dan Dockage and Clay Travis, each month it's a new treat. Yeah. You know, I, we should pitch that because um, there was a lot of conversation about that. So, uh, you know, maybe that would be a good way to build up an Instagram following. I agree. Um you know, I, although I will say this, I think Dockage would be very aggressive to be the cover boy on this. <laughs> no doubt, <laughs> yeah. Bobby Burak, Outkick. Check out his work. Bobby, Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.